1: Broadcast system. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Sublime Reception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined pal Phil. How are you?
0: Doing good, buddy. How about yourself?
1: Uh, not doing too bad. I think I have caught something. Um, see, here's the thing I don't know if it's allergies or like a cold. And here's the other thing, um, we off the air. You were mentioning COVID, so COVID from is kind of like swirling around here again, you know. But the yeah. good news is, it's like the, the w- the weak one, from everybody who's got is it, like it's like the cold one. Yes. Yeah. But, but I don't believe that's what I have because I do not have a fever or anything.
0: Also, the really good thing too is no one's getting tested anymore, so the numbers yeah. are staying low. So that pretty much keeps Fauci's powers down. If the numbers <laughs> are low, if the numbers get high again, then Fauci gets to come out and you know, you know, big boy it up.
1: So, <laughs> I guess thanks, Joe Biden, for the at-home COVID test. Then, huh?
0: Well, yeah. I don't know if anyone's still using those. I did. Um, Wait, do they expire? M- no, I just don't know if anyone's still using them. I oh. did actually see that the COVID testing site, uh, the couple that were by my apartment, did shut down. They're going back up for lease. So
1: yeah, I I'm pretty sure the numbers are down because uh, people just do it at home. And if you see, if you're not like, you know, not to the point where you can't breathe or anything, uh, you might as well just ride it out if you have a positive test. You know.
0: Yeah, a lot of people, well, it's like the Omicron B something, I think. But a lot of people, from what I hear, when they get it, they're just sick for maybe a day or two. They have some residual side effects for a couple of days. But it's just like the cold. It's nothing yeah. that's gonna keep you like you're not gonna like keep yourself out of work for an entire week just for a cold.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, that's basically what I've been hearing people are getting. So I remember a long time ago, I told you about that like scientific article I found about uh, previous COVID viruses where they yep. basically like slowly die off and turn into colds. Mm-hmm. It seems to be following that trajectory. That's pretty uh, that's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I kind of think that that's hopefully the way it's going, uh, the endemic stage where it's just kind of always with us, but not really the, the big threat. Kind of like your normal, well, what I had while I was telling you about last week, just kind of a common little stomach flu yeah. that kind of kept me on my ass pretty much for all weekend. But it's, I mean, like if this thing just turns into a common cold, hopefully they kind of pump the brakes on their, you know, the ego trip.
1: <laughs> uh, before we continue this conversation here, let's, I guess we should announce to the people why we're not doing a regularly scheduled episode. Um, unfortunately, I've kind of been under the weather. I was out of town all weekend visiting my mother for Mother's Day. Uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody and thank you to all the mothers in the world there. And Phil, you ca- you were very busy as well and just kind of couldn't wedge it in, I guess, this week.
0: Yeah. So basically, uh, you know, spent Sunday, Mother's Day down in uh, Santan Valley. But also that was actually the first day that I was feeling well enough to really like leave my home and feel okay about it. So pretty much from Thursday till Saturday afternoon, I wasn't feeling very well and not really feeling like uh, doing all the researching and writing, at least to make a good one. Yeah. Kind of leaving that for, you know, the I'm doing next week's episode. I'll leave all of that for for that. So.
1: You know what? We're only human, goddammit. it. We can only do so much, <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. this is like the prime six season, and there's like a lot of holidays here. And like, you know, sometimes <sighs> it was my first trip back to Iowa, I think, since Christmas. Um, the this last weekend. That's been almost. That's like five months, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's
0: a pretty long time. For, well, you only live like an hour and a half away, so it's not that it's not like you're taking a plane there, <laughs> but
1: it's two and a half
0: hours, Phil, yeah, well, the problem too is all of that snow and shit it's you really don't wanna drive like you were telling me about how bad the snowfall and the blizzards were this year, so pretty much that means the roads are never gonna be you know prime to drive down there,
1: no, no, but it's uh. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's Don't go down there uh, that often, but it's... I do think it's always... I mean, obviously, I don't think you'll ever probably go back to Cresco, but it's... No uh, point, no. It's, it can be kind of peaceful to get away a little bit. You know, it's just silence. There isn't cars everywhere or people bumping subs or whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Basically, I... Well, the last time I went back to Iowa was... A few months ago that was to western Iowa. But no, I'm there's no point really in going to like Cresco at all. So Yeah. I'd I basically stop up around Chatfield.
1: <laughs> and that's Rochester. Or that's Minnesota. Yeah. That's Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. But anyway, it's did you um uh, let's go back to this. Did you have a good Mother's Day with your mother?
0: Yeah, no, it was good. We uh we barbecued, you know, we hung out, we were watching the Suns game, you know, just kinda Having a nice family day. so.
1: Okay, you said Suns game. Did it turn depressing or was it happy? It was pretty
0: depressing. Okay. Yeah, actually, I know we don't have a ton of sports fans out there listening, but basically the Suns were playing in Dallas for games three and four, and the referees, they, uh, they were the MVPs of that game for the Dallas Mavericks. So it was a rough one to watch.
1: You know, um, speaking of refs here, this is a little off sub of off subject, but I think it was like, I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday morning, Um, like it was women's soccer, the American Soccer League, like women's American Soccer League. Yeah. Dude, they had a fucking injury, like a legit injury, not like a fake soccer injury to get a card, like legit injuries every like two minutes. This one chick had to get stretchered off. I'm just like, ladies... Come on, let's not get so violent out there on the field. But I guess maybe it's just a really intense game. I don't know.
0: Well, they're playing to fucking win. I mean, that's, you know, they've got a, that's the shitty thing too. Actually, I don't know if it was, it was back when the Olympics were going on. They were talking about the discrepancies between like how often the United States women's soccer team wins compared and how much they get paid compared to how much the men's soccer team wins and how much they get paid. And basically, if the if the men had won as many championships or gold medals as the women did, they would be making, like, millions and millions of dollars to play for Team USA. But, like, the women don't get as much money as they should be getting. But, yeah, no, they're they're one of the best teams in the world for, for women's soccer.
1: Yeah, it's... I don't know. You got to pay them, man. They win that many championships. You got to pay them. Yeah, you
0: shouldn't... I mean... Some of the women on that team have been bringing home gold, like at, like three or four gold medals, and they're getting nothing for it. So
1: okay, speaking of of this, actually, it's a little off subject, but um, so <laughs> jokingly, I kind of followed Tom Brady on Instagram, right? Yep. He, he had a picture. It was him, Michael Jordan, um, David Beckham, and this other guy I didn't ho- didn't know who he was. But apparently, he's just an IndyCar driver who's won a lot of championships or whatever. Yeah. And I was looking at their followers, right? You obviously have surprisingly Tom Brady was the lowest of all (laughs) of them, and then you had Michael Jordan was like twenty-two million or something. The race car driver is like thirty million somehow, and then David Beckham, I think he had like eighty million. I was like, holy shit. I mean, right. I c- Well,
0: he's international superstar, pretty much. And, you know, he played during the time of social media. If Michael Jordan would have played, like, now with social media, he would have a shit ton of followers on all of his social media.
1: Yeah, so. but, like, soccer is by far the most popular sport in the world. Yeah. So, like, I'm pretty sure FIFA is the where was— the best-selling game video game of all time or like every single year
0: yeah they get a they get a shit ton of buys for that game well worldwide not yeah, you know the u.s it, it does okay but worldwide it's pretty big yeah i would say tom brady the thing is people really don't like him. you know what i mean like people in you know tampa right now like them and people living in like the new england region really liked them like you know massachusetts and all that but other than that like people don't really like him like everyone loved Michael Jordan back in the day even the, even when he was destroying your team people still liked him
1: you know okay here's the thing though I here's the difference in my opinion between Tom Brady and Michael Jordan Tom Brady people might not have liked him when he was playing but as he matures or gets older people like him more because they see his real personality michael jordan people liked him a lot back then but then they watch his personality and they're like you know what i don't know about this michael jordan guy yeah oh yeah <laughs> definitely back when
0: your access to them wasn't very good like so you used to see mostly on tv you would see like maybe like a couple minute interview here or maybe like a sound bite there mostly just like you know a scripted commercials, scripted everything. So everyone's like, oh, I love him and this and that. I love the the everything about him. Mostly they just saw his gameplay. Now, you know, you get a lot more of him because every time he does an interview, every time it's none of it's script. It's all, you know, He, whenever he does interviews, they're all long form. He doesn't have anything like protecting anymore. So like the that 10-part series that they did about the Chicago Bulls, the winning time series, everyone kind of saw really how big of a douchebag he was (laughs) pretty much, you know, basically taking credit for all of those
1: rings. Well, here's the thing. I watched, I watched it too. And I'm like, has this guy ever jerked off to anything other than a picture of himself? Like, Holy (laughs) shit. Everything's like, yeah, I found that offensive. So I, you know, uh, took it to him. You know, I took that as an insult. So I took it to him. Like, Bro, you had a lot of good players on the team with you.
0: Yeah, you had, had quite a bit of help. I mean, obviously, you know, great basketball player. He did a great job. And the my biggest thing is he doesn't give any, like you would think, like he would kind of talk about the people nowadays, like playing basketball and be like, well, you know, they don't play like we did. But I really think this guy's really good. I think this guy's really good. Really, all he says is, oh, they wouldn't be shit against me. Like back in my prime, <laughs> if they played back when we played, they wouldn't even start on their team, you know.
1: You know what's funny, um, and this is the point where I think, looking at Michael Jordan's Instagram, that really solidified that I, he must be a sociopath narcissist. <laughs> is he'll have pictures i he of his daughters? They must be either playing college or pros right now, um, yep. the the girls and. He doesn't call them by their name. He always says another member of the Jordan family doing this, another member of the Jordan family doing that.
0: <laughs> like Michael Jordan's, he refers to them as Michael Jordan's daughter.
1: <laughs> yeah, like holy shit, my use their first name for God's sakes. These are your children, Michael.
0: Yeah, it's it's her accomplishment. This is yeah, this is this <laughs> is her out there doing this.
1: Did you have you watched the Tom Brady? Uh man in the arena ESPN series. No, I haven't. See, I thought that looked kind of good. I, I'm gathering from how you've spoke about Tom Brady, you're not a fan of him. Well, I mean,
0: it's just he's kind of a kind of a boring player to like watch on the field. He does everything is so so perfect. It's almost kind of boring to you know. There's no like like when you watch Brett Favre back in the day, there was it. It was dirty. It was all, you know, him running around trying to make shit happen. Like, you didn't know if the, you know, you didn't know if it was going to all work out. With Tom Brady, it's just very much like, oh, two minute drill. Here we go, guys. All right, just like we planned. And then it just goes like they planned. You know, he's a great player, but it's just kind of so straight laced. There's nothing dirty about it. Like, there's no, I don't know, it sounds stupid. There's no fucking, there's no redneck in it. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Just like the Ricky Bobby thing. I wish there was a little stupid cowboy in you, you know?
1: So you like a redneck quarterback who is so addicted. Well, not redneck,
0: to- but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not so not he's he's almost sculpted perfectly for fucking, you know, media and for like uh, it's just too, you know, you got to have some flaws in the art, too, you know?
1: Okay, so does this... If you view Brett Favre that way... Oh, well, for example, Brett Favre. Okay. You know, is well, this for I, for
0: example, I, this other person. Brett, okay,
1: know? so number one, Brett Favre was awesome to watch because, truthfully, I don't even think he knew what play was going on in the playbook. <laughs> he just kind of... Like he was playing backyard football, honestly. And I think that's yeah. why people really liked him because he's basically an adult man-child or whatever. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, so what I was going to say is Brett's a little controversial, right? So does this mean you are a, indeed a fan of Kyler Murray? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, he
0: plays for the Cardinals, so I'm going to support, you know, I don't know, probably as I'm saying this, you're reading a, you know, a tweet, some horrible thing that he put out and <laughs> I'm getting blindsided, but no, I mean, yeah, he, so Kyler Murray, his first year, he came in. He was still kind of used to the the college football quarterback. And he was running it around, running it around, kind of carefree. He got smoked once. So now he's kind of laying back in the pocket. So it's not as not as stellar. You know, his his productivity is kind of the same, but it's not as exciting to watch as back when he was kind of carefree and just trying to make shit happen.
1: He is not good with the media either, if you've ever Oh no. Holy yeah. shit, he is awkward. I I haven't met someone that awkward like you don't see interviews that awkward very often. No, I'm well you would
0: think going to a big program like Oklahoma, like he did, um it is really small market, like most college, you know, situations are. But you would think that he would get some like some media training when he you know, especially when he was going up for the Heisman. You'd think he would get some media training. But I don't know if it's, you know, some people just don't do well with, you know, would you rather have a quarterback who, like, plays really great or is really great with the press after the game? Well, obviously.
1: I just want them to play good. Yeah. They can do whatever. Okay. They need to play good, and they cannot be Deshaun Watson. Those are my two stipulations there.
0: Yeah, that's preferably not Deshaun Watson. Hmm. Yeah. The, uh, who was it? Uh, Ryan Leaf. Do you remember the downfall of Ryan (laughs) Lee? Basically he had that shitty, horrible fucking game. And then there was a reporter in the locker room asking him a question and he just went off on him. I don't think Kyler Murray is ever going to get like to that level, but it's yeah. He just, you know, he just kind of like freezes up a little bit. Not very good with honestly, like on a, you know, fucking Monday morning, whatever GM, but Really, with that situation, I wouldn't even if I had a player who really played well, you know, resonated with the fans, all that stuff, all the good stuff. But they didn't do well with the media. I would just put someone out there who was great with the media,
1: you know. It, that's very true. Um, God, you, yeah. Ryan Leaf, though. I want to <laughs> ask about this guy because people who don't know, okay, this is basically when they were drafted. You had Peyton Manning, which is like. In hindsight, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And then you had Ryan Leaf. And at the time they're being drafted, people are like, we don't know which one's better. Now, obviously we know what happened to Peyton Manning. Ryan Leaf is, because I think they had a crime in sports about him, he basically had a drug-riddled career, right? He was addicted to drugs. I think probably drinking and all of that, getting into shenanigans. So I, I, I I wonder sometimes if... Ryan Leaf didn't do drugs and alcohol. Could he have potentially been a significantly better quarterback than he ultimately ended up being?
0: I don't remember if the crime in I, I remember the crime and sports episode. I don't remember if the drugs and alcohol started before he entered the league or if it was after. Like it, was it was it like before his rookie season he was into Drugs and alcohol, I... and that's what led to his downfall. Because I, I remember he did actually. He played in the league a lot longer than most people think. Uh, most people think he just, you know, after those three games, he sputtered out. But I think he got kicked around the league a little bit. But I don't know. It's just maybe it's kind of like that whole, you know, hindsight situation. Seeing it now, but really back then, you know. Obviously, now we know Peyton Manning fucking amazing Hall of Fame quarterback, you know,
1: but... I was pretty sure Ryan Leaf, like, became a drug addict while he was in the pros. I mean, let's see, what year did he get drafted? I think in the early 90s, so... late... mm, Was it late 90s?
0: I think it was the later 90s. Oh, yeah, 98, sorry, 98. Yeah, no, because he was at Tennessee during, like the Tennessee Volunteers really good, like, run in football. That was the mid-90s, so yeah.
1: Gotcha. How the hell do you even remember that? Oh, I just,
0: I remember them being very, very good back when we were, like, 9 or 10 years old. I remember, like, Tennessee was the team to beat, and then all of a sudden, they were kind of, like, not quite Alabama. They were kind of like how Georgia is now. They were, like, really, really good, but only for a little bit. And then the thing is, though, Tennessee really fell off after... (laughs) Manning left.
1: So, I wonder if we'll, have, because pretty much the amount of time I've paid attention to college football, it has been all about uh, Alabama.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, USC and Texas were kind of like the big teams right before Alabama, like shot to the top, but they've like consistently been there for like probably like 15, 16 years. It's been, it's been a fucking minute that they've been really, really good.
1: Yeah, so, it's kind of obnoxious.
0: It is. I mean, you never want a team to be like that good for that long. But it's, it's. I mean, Nick Saban's got to retire someday. You know, <laughs> it's going to happen.
1: So. You'd assume the, so.
0: Yeah. The problem is uh, with the conferences, how the TV kind of deals are going right now, the Big Ten and the SEC are going to be so far and away, like better paid more TV exposure, everything like that, which is going to lead to better players, better NIL contracts for the top teams, obviously. So it's going to really really spread them farther and farther apart from the Big 12, the Pac-12 and the ACC. So, it's it's almost like there's going to be like three div- three different tiers instead of just two like how there are now. So,
1: huh. So college football in your your estimation is going to change quite a bit over the next few years, then, huh?
0: Well, I mean, most people are talking about this. All there's right. actually there's actually little theories that there might be like a super conference that kind of actually looks more like the the NFL with about I think it was thirty two to thirty six teams that pretty much just play each other all season and then they have their own championship outside of like the the lesser tier, which is basically you know, like some of the scrap, like Pac-12, ACC, and Big 12 teams. They would kind of make up that middle, middle league. And then kind of like, you know, the Big 10 and the, the SEC, like their bottom tier teams would kind of fall out of this situation. Hey, don't you so, dare so say- Like your Min- Indiana, your Illinois.
1: Don't you dare say Minnesota, man.
0: Yeah, Minnesota might <laughs> make the cut just for being, you know, blue blood Big 10 team. But, yeah, you kind of, in order to compete on that level that they're going to all be at, even, like, Iowa and Michigan State would fall out of that level, too. Wisconsin would be, obviously, they would be safe. So would, you know, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, so.
1: Right, right. So, uh, getting away from sports here for a second, um, I wanted to ask you something, and I literally just stumbled upon this today. Remember when we did... It was probably the year in review, I believe, for in January sometime, um, and we talked about the UFO disclosure thing. Yes. So apparently, and this story was posted literally yesterday, that they are finally having two people um, come testify in front of in front of Congress about about um, the UFOs that they have looked at or perhaps the tapes that they have been reviewing that have been reported you know obviously they had all the ones from the um, the Navy and Air Force there apparently this is the Secretary of Defense for Intelligence Security Ronald Moultrie and Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence Scott Bray now according to this article Congress has not had a hearing about UFOs in 50 years? Really? I guess. Um, the thing that I think is interesting, and this is like... This is kind of like a, a burgeoning conspiracy theory that's like sl- it's slowly being birthed right now. And it's that people claim aliens will come here, but our government's going to tell them, no, 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 they're the bad guys, right? Yeah. What I think is interesting is there's a r- lot of quotes from different senators or congressmen um, basically saying that we need to talk about these things because they're a threat to national security, which I think is interesting that they use those terms. Yeah, well, I think
0: kind of this conspiracy, I will say, though, I'm surprised that Tom DeLange is not going to be speaking in front of Congress. (laughs) I would very much expect him to be the, the headliner in that situation, but I will say that saying saying that little statement saying that you know oh the aliens if they are real it's the biggest security threat that we've ever faced also kind of leading along with that with the conspiracy theories is that would lead directly to the one world government if we had an alien threat every government would basically have to work together to try to repel this supposed threat and it would kind of like almost make a worldwide like alliance worldwide nato that would you know try to fight them with one response sort of situation might lead to like the one world government you know illuminati all that all that jazz so it is also a really good way to get your defense budget raised you know exponentially if now instead of just you know worrying about buying more bullets and more bombs now we have to make star fighters you know
1: that is a good point we probably should attempt to cut back the military or pentagon budget (laughs) a bit yeah well
0: it's honestly the thing about the budget now is it's just gotten to such outrageous numbers that like i mean the amount of money that we spent for the iraq and afghanistan you know 20-year debacles whatever is outrageous but just the amount of money that we've spent in the past couple of years on you know all of this just money just being funneled into the market or into corporate hands just trying to keep us from you know the the ship from sinking it's amazing and like numbers in just the billions and billions of dollars so it's almost like those numbers aren't even real like they just (laughs) have imaginary stacks of cash that they just throw at situations, so.
1: I mean, yeah, technically that is what they basically do, right? Um Isn't the defense contracts, they're more of like the arms dealers, right? Aren't they the ones kind of collecting all the money or they'll be like well, people who can get access to that money via pretending to be a company or something, you know what I mean?
0: Well, most... Most military contracts go to like military contractors. So you know, like whenever you buy, uh, say the government puts in an order for like engines for a tank or for artillery rounds, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where it's companies making the this equipment, and then you know the government buys it. Um, most of most of these like military contractors. Most of what they make is just kind of like residual stuff. Like we sold you the tank, but now you're going to need transmissions. Now you're going to need engines. Now you're going to need tracks. And we make all that stuff too. So it's kind of like we sold you the tank 10 years ago, but now you need all this other stuff
1: to keep it on
0: the road, to keep it out there, you know, blowing shit up.
1: See, what I was thinking more is like, okay, you have, let's say, um, ex-senator, let's just say from Wyoming, right? And he's he's like, hey, I will make sure you guys get X defense contract. But you're giving me some of the kickback money that you're getting for this bid here. Like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff like that. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, fraud, waste and abuse. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, hey, if you do this, I'll make sure your company gets the contract. But you're going to fill my pockets, too.
0: Yeah. Also, too, a lot of these like the military contractors, they won't just have all of their factories like in Ohio or in Indiana. They'll spread them out to get them into as many districts as they can. That way, if you have, say, say you have some senator from like Nevada who votes against increasing the military budget, well, guess what? Now there's going to be commercials out saying, "Hey, the uh, the local company that makes." the, I don't know, fucking uh, the, the bombs that go on these airplanes is in Nevada. And now like, that's less jobs for your, your people. That's less, that's jobs that they took away from this community. So even like little bits and bobs, even like the bearings that go into, you know, making wheels for military vehicles, uh, the electronics that go into making the shit for F-15s, all of that shit is spread out across the country. So basically, whenever any senator or representative who would want to lower the military's budget, their hand is tied. Their hands are tied because of the, you know, the impact on their local communities with jobs, with these factories, you know, not making as much money going under, having to let people go, you know, all of that, the the scary shit. And it's so easy. They just have a ready-made commercial. You know, with the scary music and the scary imagery and this person yelling, you know, angrily yelling, telling all the all telling all the people like, oh, this person voted against your interest.
1: Yeah, basically. You know, what's funny you bring that up. Uh, obviously, I don't have cable at the moment. I don't think you do either. Nope. But when I was back home in Iowa, let me say this first. Uh, Iowa politicians are insane. Um, I, I assume they're similar to the ones you'd see in the Deep South, but... Steve King, Holy- for example. <laughs> yeah, But the commercials, um, man, they were firing up already. When even is the midterm election? Like probably November?
0: Yeah, November. I mean, it's kind of on track for how it usually goes uh, starting in the summer for the midterms. But yeah, I don't have cable. I try to keep my, you know... Compared to how I used to be with my, my searches and everything, I try to keep all of my my internet searches on politics down during these times. So I don't really get a lot of the commercials yet, but it's going to hit everybody so, on their phones
1: at least So um, pretty soon. I'm going to talk about something that I know has gotten us negative reviews in the past, but damage is already done, right? So yeah. a lot of the politicians that were running in Iowa say, they're using the, what I guess we can just call the Donald Trump Donald Trump tactic now, where they're creating a fear that doesn't actually exist. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the oldest trick in the world. That's literally, that's Machiavelli. That's 2,000 years old. Okay. So, well, I don't know. That's, that's hundreds of years old, I should say, not 2,000. I I'm just, thinking about...
1: Greece, I just, but I'm,
0: maybe hundreds of years old,
1: maybe I'm being naive. I just feel like a lot of the commercials that I have seen previously. Yeah. They're obviously fear campaigns, but at least what they're talking about has a smidget of reality in it. I'm talking about the new ones i I saw now or like problems that don't even exist, but they're, if you t- take gullible people, they're going to believe that they exist.
0: Yeah, the problem too is a lot of, and this is on both sides, a lot of people will read the article's title, but they won't read the content of the article. That's a big one. Because then you'll hear people say, oh, well, I read that blah, 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 blah. And then you go, okay, let's look it up on Snopes. Then you look it up on Snopes and it's like, well, this is actually has a kernel of truth in it, but really, you know, the rest of it's false. And then that's all they need is that little kernel of truth. But they'll basically read the title and get everything that they think they are going to get from the article when really the article, you know, the title is sensationalist, but the article has the actual, like how it really is. And it's not as bad as the title makes it sound. It's just, it's meant to grab your attention and make you click. But all that they did was read the title.
1: I'm going to tell you, that is not the politician's fault. That is no. the goddamn paywall's fault. Fuck that. You know yes. how many cool articles? This is, I. Mo, mine are more like sports ones, you know? They'll have like a headline, and then you click on it, it's like, as a paywall, and it's like, you son of a bitch, I just want to read the article.
0: Yeah, there are, I, I think it hits me the most whenever I read it, it's the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. WSJ. And it's like, oh, subscribe to WSJ, it only costs you, and it's like $14 a month or something like that. And it's like, I wouldn't even pay that for a streaming service that I use (laughs) often. You know what I mean? Like Netflix is getting to be about $15, I think, pretty soon, and I'm going to cut it out. And they're also getting fucking advertisements. Another story. They're also getting advertisements too, so fuck them. Netflix is? Netflix is talking about getting advertisements.
1: Yeah. I know they were trying to crack down... On the multiple user thing. Yeah, a lot of people actually cut it in the past, I
0: think, five or six months. Their stock price has gone down quite a bit. This is getting off topic a little bit. Their stock price has gone down. And to combat this, I was hearing that they are thinking possibly about putting advertisements in. Which if they put advertisements in, it'll be just like, I don't mind advertisements. But it's one of the things where I'm so used to it not having advertisements. I think that would make me not
1: want to have it. See, this is what I think is interesting. Instead of trying to figure out a way to draw people back to Netflix, right? Yeah. Instead, they're figuring out a way to s- sustain their money by screwing over the people that they have left. I'm just like, the reason people are leaving your application probably isn't the price or anything it's due to the content that you are putting on your streaming service, Netflix.
0: Yeah. that I mean, they've had a couple of good things that I've liked. They've had a couple of bad things. It's kind of hit or miss. They have one right now called Pentaverum with Mike Myers in it. That's absolutely fucking terrible. I watched about four episodes of it. Yeah, horrible. Why would you even
1: devote four episodes to that? You said Mike Myers. I'm like, please God don't watch that.
0: Yeah. I watched the three episodes and then I got to the four. And I just, I just hate quit it. I just, I couldn't take it anymore. Not another one. But I will say though, with WSJ, what I was going to say originally was that if they would just let me read the article and then just put advertisements, they could make that much money. You know, right now they're giving, they're leaving so much money on the table because what they're going to do is they're going to have you pay $14 a month and they're going to show you advertisement. Problem is no one's reading those advertisements because no one's no one, no one's going to pay for the Wall Street Journal online, you know.
1: Yeah, I. The thing How is, many
0: people you compared think- clicking compared to actually paying and getting pushed out by the firewall. You, you wouldn't
1: know? think that people are paying for, it, but somebody must be paying for, it, right? I have no idea. Maybe, I don't know, maybe old
0: people, I don't know, it's <laughs> people who really like it. But I mean, I, I have no idea. Somebody, I have, I, I can't imagine anyone actually being like, oh yeah read this article. I'm going to pay like $14 a de- $14 a month or whatever it is. It might not be that expensive, but in my mind it's about that much money.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I just I don't get it. I I get that websites with a lot of advertisements are really fucking annoying. Um but it's like it's just the way of the internet nowadays. You can't get around it. Honestly, Advertisements are so prevalent that I almost block them out of my mind, and I don't even see them when I'm on a website.
0: But that's actually the; those are the best ones because then they are kind of stuck in. It's like your the conscious part of your mind blocks them out, doesn't really notice them. But the subconscious part of your mind that's going to see that Starbucks little ad, that's going to see that McDonald's ad, and it's going to make you think about it when you get hungry. You know.
1: that's a good point.
0: That's the best part. You don't even need like a big, you know, you don't need to tell anybody about your, like, if you have like a, if you have a, like a big brand, it doesn't even need to be anything like, oh, we have a new Whopper. We have a new this. We have a new drink. All it needs to be is those McDonald's arches. All it needs to be is the Starbucks logo. Just have that logo. And then basically that gets stuck into your mind. It's just another thing like kind of conditioning you. That's all I would have is just the logo and that's it.
1: <laughs> Phil, do we need to talk about what's going on in your subconscious? Well, no, I mean, that's just, <laughs> it's just getting
0: people to, you know,
1: no, I, like, I, trap
0: I... it into your brain, you know, kind of like how the pizza Hut commercials would always come on right around like 5.30, six o'clock at night, you know, yeah, right? When people true. start getting hungry, you put food commercials out there okay, so that when they order food, oh, Pizza Hut, they don't even think about the commercial. It's just Pizza Hut.
1: Okay, that um I've been having this argument with some of my coworkers, I'm gonna ask you right now, and hopefully people might reach out to us if they feel a different way. Um best let's just say faster food pizza restaurant breadsticks, what would be your answer? Ooh. Best fast food pizza
0: restaurant with four breadsticks. Yes. Ooh, um right now I'd have to say around me is Hungry Howie's. Huh. It's um, kind of a, kind of a, I don't know if they've spread out past, like outside of Arizona. Never heard of it. But never heard of it. They have, they have kind of like breadsticks that are like, like cheesy, you know, the normal like pizza style, but the actual dough kind of tastes like the dough that we had, like back in Iowa and Minnesota. So like Casey's, the dough It's just the, the dough kind of reminds me of Casey's pizza, basically.
1: Okay. Uh see, I've w- I've been saying Pizza Hut, like just plain bread sk- breadsticks, not cheese sticks, not stuffed breadsticks, none of that. Just regular breadsticks. The Pizza Hut ones, I love them.
0: The problem with the Pizza Hut breadsticks, they used to be ten years ago. They were. I would get them every time. They'd be like more, still good. Now I get the Pizza Hut breadsticks, and they're always dry. And you know, they always taste like they've been sitting on a shelf waiting for me for like two hours
1: you know what just like the wall street journal i think pizza hut has been slowly going downhill oh yeah been dying a slow death which is kind of tragic um yeah i I can't remember the last time maybe i have to just maybe this weekend bite the fucking bullet get some pizza hut see if i still like it or not the breadsticks it's something about the seasoning i just love the seasoning on the breadsticks yeah i used to be a huge fan
0: of their cheese sticks I used to really like their cheese sticks. Um, I don't know if they've gone downhill in that department yet, though. I would have to try those out.
1: See, it's funny you mentioned some probably local pizza place to Arizona. Um, See, here we have a place called Jet's Pizza that has, like, out-of-this-world cheese sticks. Um, And the pizza is really, really good, too, but it's very expensive. Like, a, a large pizza will probably be, like, $30. Oh,
0: we had, okay, last time, not the last time I was out in uh, St. Paul, when you were still living with your sister, uh, we actually ordered that, I believe.
1: Jets, yeah, did we? I don't know. I know, like, where they live, you would have to drive at least half an hour, 40 minutes to get to the closest one. I'm pretty
0: sure, so you and Adam told me it's like a pizza I had to try, so. Maybe we did. I don't know. I think possibly. their pizza is really good. Yeah, from what I remember, that pizza was pretty good.
1: But uh, but yeah, it's okay. So you're, okay, let's just say out of the top ones, let's say Papa John's, um, Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, if that's your choice. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Ugh. No. We, Little uh,
0: Caesars. No, that's the worst.
1: Dude, we were just joking. I'm like, they're fucking crazy bread. Why do they give you a half-cooked piece of bread <laughs> with fucking Parmesan on it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. Little Caesars, that's like the last. Honestly, everyone says, you know, well, all all free pizza is good pizza. Like no. No, Little Caesars is not good pizza no matter how much the cost. It's it's just not
1: Okay. So even in inebriated Phil, you're starving. You're la- Ooh, you still
0: wouldn't We eat. didn't say anything about drunk. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I won't enjoy it, but I'll probably fucking eat it if I'm drunk. So.
1: <sighs> yeah. You know what's the best when when your job's like, hey, we're going to treat you guys to lunch, and we'll just get you a stack of Little Caesar's cheese pizzas. Like, motherfucker, you probably got a bundled <laughs> discount on this, so you're paying me for the extra hard work, $3. And they also use the corporate card. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's really funny when anybody out there when your employer offers to buy you work if you like had to stay longer for your shift or do all this extra bullshit for them or whatever actually calculate how much they're paying you extra for that meal it's usually not very much
0: yeah well the best whenever we would have uh like a like, uh, well for the uh air guard when i was there they would have kind of like little you know. Like oh we're doing pizza today to for this person's retirement or for this person's promotion whatever whatever reason they would have pizza they would always get a bunch of Costco pizza and honestly I when I first heard they were getting Costco pizza I thought it'd be shitty but it's it's not bad for dude. like mass produced pizza
1: dude Costco pizza is pretty fucking good yeah it's pretty decent and you know what else pizza is pretty good um, I don't know if you guys have them there High V Pizza. We don't have no we don't have high out here. But they do make pretty good pizza. Okay. Yeah, I've never had that one. If you want grocery store pizza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you if you like gas station pizza, Casey. If you like grocery store pizza, Ivy.
1: You know what? I wanted to ask you, um speaking of Netflix, have you watched Midnight Mass? Midnight Mass. No, yeah. what is that? Uh, it's an I think it's a Netflix original show, but it was recommended to me by somebody in it. It is actually quite good. I liked it quite a bit. Okay, maybe
0: I'll have to watch it. What's it about?
1: Ah, uh, a cult, I guess. <laughs> I don't okay. know. It's the best way to describe it. If you if you are like devoted, if you're like a real devoted Christian, it might be offensive to you. I don't know <laughs> for sure, but obviously, <laughs> Phil, I know it's not going to bother you.
0: That's a really good segue into our uh, I was going to read a one star review that we got actually really gets in there. Well, I was going to ask you, though, um, uh, have you I don't know if you have Paramount Plus. There's a show on there called it's it's a Halo make the. it's a show about Halo.
1: I don't have Paramount Plus, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: basically, it's a I don't know if you call it a rendition, whatever. They tried to make the video game series. It's it's not that good. It has, it's it's had a couple of good moments in it, but they're really trying to make it like way too many shows. And I don't know, it's it's just, there's some, everyone I've talked to about really does not like it.
1: I mean, I liked Halo, but the story wasn't that good. I think it needed a TV show.
0: No, yeah. Well, from what I've heard from a couple of people who have watched it, basically, if you take all of the the cinematics from those games and turn them into kind of like a series, it would make a better show than this Halo show, which I can imagine. <laughs> it's just not very good.
1: Okay, well, here we go. Subliminal Deception recommends Midnight Mass. Doesn't recommend Halo the TV show.
0: Yeah. Well, there's also one on there called Star Trek Stranger Worlds, which just had its episode. It looks a little interesting, but yeah. I would recommend that one over Halo, definitely. <laughs> but about the the Christian thing. So we actually got a one star review that's really hilarious. And I wanted to read it. It is from Son of Krypton, and his title is Shockingly Unprepared. I listened to the first 25 minutes or so of the Antichrist episode, and these two hosts are not only condescending in their tone towards people of faith, they are absurdly ignorant about the subject both biblically and historically. From, quote, Jesus fighting alongside the atheists, unquote, which is by definition, unbelievers, or listen to them trying to figure out if John the Baptist and the Apostle John are two separate people. After that, why on earth would anyone listen to them try and break down the book of Revelation? Rating this one star because there isn't a face palm emoji.
1: Wow, okay. Well, you know what? When you cover an episode about the Antichrist and you tell the religion that he's probably not a real person, um... (laughs) It's not as bad as like telling him the devil's not real, but it's you know without that fear um you know religion's without fear it's they don't work quite as well,
0: they're not as profitable, yeah definitely not as profitable
1: yeah i'm i i I guess I'll apologize to Superman there um <laughs> i we didn't mean to quell your. Desire to fear an apocalyptic ending for all humanity. I, I guess I do apologize for that. Um, unfortunately, I don't think this mystical creature, the Antichrist, does exist. Uh, do you, Phil? Yeah, I think that this
0: uh, son of Krypton was pretty much just thinking that we were just in it to make fun of religious people, pretty much.
1: Ah, no, I mean, yeah. I mean incidentally, we do do that, but... yeah. Well, I mean, we do
0: that every episode. I don't know. Hopefully this wasn't, you know, hopefully he actually listened to a few more and not just this one. Didn't just, you know, listen to this episode and give it up. But I don't know. If he probably listened to more, he might have liked it. But who knows?
1: We're not theologists. We just um, do the best we can, I guess. Yeah, we're basically just talking out of our asses. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. It's. I've realized, I think we might be one of the only conspiracy shows that tries to, I mean, don't get me wrong, we don't always do it, but we try to remain rational and give rational (laughs) answers. And I think a lot of people who are like really, like they're deeply invested in a conspiracy theory, um, they don't like to hear us say it might not actually exist.
0: Yeah, especially it's not only a conspiracy theory that this dude's interested in. It's his whole religion that we basically called, you know, kind of nonsense. Yeah. I think that's what he got pissed
1: off about. Well, no, but here's the thing, though. I'm even saying this from my perspective, Phil. Maybe this is the same with you. There was a lot of conspiracies around, like, you know what? I think that something's funny there. And then we covered it. And it's like, you know what? Actually, this makes a lot more sense than what we initially thought, thus killing the conspiracy. Like when people ask me about um, our conspiracy show, like, oh, are you really into these things? I literally have to tell them. I'm like, honestly, it's kind of made me not believe most of them anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm ai am a thousand times more skeptical now yeah. than I was three years ago when we started all of this. <laughs> yeah,
1: so. <laughs> so we've ruined it for you guys and we've ruined it for ourselves, so... It, yeah, it, it, I was... I was going to say I was
0: actually in line in Circle K behind a dude and, you know, maybe like a sub 90 kind of deal going on with him. But he was spouting off all this stuff about conspiracy theories and talking about he kind of like blended paper clip in with the, the pharmaceutical companies and talking about like reptilians and all this stuff. And in my mind, I was thinking five years ago, I would have like jumped in and been like, you know, like had it out, like talked about all this stuff. But now I just kind of stand back and I'm like kind of feeling bad for this guy.
1: <laughs> like, God, did I used to sound like this? You know what we should do? Get business cards, you hear someone like that, we just give them the card and be like, here, sir, this can help you if you just <laughs> listen and think with a rational mind, this might be the your salvation.
0: Yeah, the person I felt most bad for was the teller behind the little COVID window because he was just sitting there like stuck inside this cage, just kind of nodding his head and hoping this dude walked out pretty much. I'm pretty sure the guy had a home, but I mean, like I wouldn't be surprised if he was like recently homed or between home, you know, (laughs) that sort of situation. And
1: Phil just pointed out a very important thing. When a crazy person does approach you and engages in conversation with you, the head nod is the most powerful tool to um, de-escalate them.
0: Yes, the head nod and then faking like you have to go to the... Yes. That usually helps too.
1: Yes. That, uh, so keep that in mind, guys. But uh, All right. Well, this has been our little banter here. Um, I know it's not as good as a regular episode. We get that. But we will be back next week. Unfortunately, there's just too much shit going on we couldn't get it done but we will be back in one week's time with another conspiracy for your assholes okay
0: <laughs> yeah we we just wanted to get something out we know well i mean we see how many downloads each episode get we know that these these episodes usually get about 60 percent of a normal you know conspiracy episode so hopefully you know i don't know, hopefully you guys have even listened this far so
1: probably not listen to then. us bullshit back and forth <laughs> Alright, guys. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks, guys.